I want to let you know this is your first time at Purpose Place LA. This is not just a church. This is a movement. This is a movement. This is not about a building. It's about a city. I said it's not about a building. It's about a city. It's about territory. It's about wreaking, it's about wreaking havoc in this world for Jesus. And we are taking ground this year. We are taking territory this year. We are moving in the things that God has for us. In Jesus' mighty name. My mic is on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Before we get started, our vision and mission, I kind of remixed it a little bit. For Purpose Place LA, it's connecting people one person at a time to the love of God, to his purpose, to his family, and to his community. I want to let you know this is an unoffendable church. We don't judge at this church. We cover people at this church. When we walk into this place and we notice that people aren't perfect, we don't gossip about them. We cover them in prayer. When we step into Purpose Place LA, what makes us so different is this is the place where we don't look for someone to bless us. We look to be a blessing to somebody else. This will be reminiscent to the Acts Church, where people will come in here and leave transformed when they leave. We are an imperfectly perfect people, so let's have grace for one another. Amen? Amen. So, Father, I just thank you for this message today. I feel the presence of God. Who feels the presence of God? <laughs> I feel the presence of God. I thank you for moving today prophetically and in power. In Jesus' name. If you are ready for today, everyone say amen. Amen. You may be seated. So today I'm going to be uh, putting on my prophet hat today. And I've been sitting with the Lord and the Lord has been showing me what to expect for his people in this church this year. And so we're going we're gonna to prophesy a little bit about what God is saying and about what God is doing. And then I'm going to release the word of the year. The word that God has been showing us that we're going to stand on last year uh, was a word that we're going to talk about right now. Let's just revisit that real quick. We're going to go back to Isaiah 22, 22 to 23. And uh, we were on this scripture all last year. It says, the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. Everyone say the key. This key is talking about a word that we, we broke down all year long, oh, the word of the year called expansion. Everyone say expansion. And when you look at this scripture, he says, I'm going to lay the key of expansion upon your shoulder because expansion is a weight. It's a weight that you have to carry. We talked about it all last year. We want the blessings. We want the increase, right? Who wants to be blessed? Come on. Who, who, who wants to be blessed? Who, who wants to increase? But we, what you have to understand is the Lord holds back his blessings and increase when he sees that you're not ready to handle it. Because blessings and increase come with responsibility. I know you want the house, but are you ready for the house? Because the house comes with more challenges you have to take care of. Well, yeah, that too, that too. I, I know you want more finances, but having more finances means you have to become better at budgeting. 
I know you want the business to, you know, to blow up. You want to hire more staff. But if you hire more staff, that means you have to manage more staff. So blessings and increase come with responsibilities and you have to be available to carry it. And so this last year, God didn't just teach us how to carry the expansion. He also released it. Raise your hand if you experienced any type of expansion last year. People in this church experience expansion with their businesses and expansion with their jobs. And some people got into some new relationships. Some people experience uh, expansion with finances and opportunities. But I want to touch on something else because this is what the Lord showed me that do not be discouraged. There are people that are, you're probably here today, you're watching, and you're discouraged with the thought about expansion because you look at last year and you're like, I didn't really, I didn't really experience expansion. Like my finances are still the same. I'm still at this level. I'm still at this, in this position. I, I haven't, I feel like I haven't really stepped out of my territory. And the Lord wants you to know to be encouraged because a lot of the expansion that God brought in 2022, it wasn't outwardly. It was inwardly. God brought expansion to your heart this last year. He brought expansion to your spirit. He brought expansion to your strength. Some of you, your strength right now compared to where you were last year, what, what you've been through in the last year and you're here today smiling, he is strengthening you. He has expanded your strength. He has ex brought expansion to, to you mentally, to your mental health. You can take on more. You can handle more without breaking. God has brought expansion to even how you hear his voice. God has brought expansion to even how you worship. God has brought expansion to even how you pray. God has brought expansion to some of you even on how you see his word. God has brought expansion in the last year for your hunger for him. And so in the last year... Do not be discouraged when you're looking at the outward things in your life and say, you know, I didn't really experience expansion. No, during the trials and during the tribulation and during the test, God was bringing expansion. Yeah. And so the expansion that God has done on the inside of you is preparing us for what we are stepping into in 2023. I want to go back to Isaiah 22, 22. And this time, you know, we stayed on that, but this time I want to go into 23. Representing year 23. Amen? Amen? This isn't the scripture that we stand on this year, but it's our, it's our journey to it. So it says, the key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder, so he shall open and no one shall shut. And he shall shut and no one shall open. We're going to go into verse 23. And then it says, I will fasten him as a peg in a secure place. Last year was the year of expansion. This year, I want to let you know that God is bringing you into a secure place. I prophesy over your life that this is the year where God is bringing you into establishment. God is, a, is establishing you this year. You see, there's some of us, the last few years, the last five years, we've been wandering. We've been journeymen. We've been going from place to place. We've been, we've been going from apartment to apartment. We, we've been going from relationship to relationship, from church to church, from job to job, trying to figure out the direction of our lives. But this year, God is going to establish you in your purpose. My first point today, and this is prophetic. If you want to write this down, I'm telling you, I, 
this is, I'm not just being charismatic and I'm just saying stuff. Okay, this is <laughs> Holy Spirit. 2023 will be a year where God establishes you in your purpose. And the first way God is going to do that, he says, I will fasten him. Look at the scripture again. I will fasten him as a peg in a secure place. I won't say secure place. This secure place is Jesus. The secure place is not your job. The secure place is not the economy. The secure place is not your paycheck. The secure place is not the house that you live in. It is not your family. It is not anything. It is Jesus. He is the secure place. Amen. So he says, I will fasten him as a peg in a secure place, meaning the first area that God is going to establish you this year in your purpose is in him. My point number two, this year, God is establishing you in your identity. I, I believe that this year, spiritually, this is what the Holy Spirit has really been speaking to me about. I believe that this year, spiritually, you are about to reach a place in God that you've never reached before. I believe that an upgrade is happening right now, even as you crossed over into this year. That people that haven't seen you since last year, they're not going to be able to recognize you by the end of this year. Because God, I, I promise you this, God is about to bring elevation to your anointing. God is about to bring elevation to your wisdom. God is about to bring elevation to your faith. God is about to bring elevation to your confidence and to your courage this year. Let me tell you what this year is about to be. And you better receive this. I forgot. I forgot. This is what about this, this year is about to be. Anybody seen The Matrix? The first one? Come on, don't let me down. Don't, don't, don't let me down. Okay, you need to go watch it right now. Some of you young folk need to go see The Matrix part one. Okay, that's the best one. Neo is running from the agents all movie long. He is afraid. Everyone's afraid. When you see an agent, just run. He's like, okay, I'll just, just, I'll just run. He just run. People just taught him just to run. And that's what we do in life. We just tell people, just run, just run, just run. Just run from the giants. Run from the battles. Just run from this. Run from that. And so he gets to a place where he realizes who he is. He realizes his identity. And all of a sudden, as he's running... He said, wait a minute. He turns around and he faces these agents straight up. They fired the shot. We all know the famous, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And then here's the part that I, I just cannot get this out of my spirit. God keeps bringing me back to this. He said, this was going to happen this year. They shoot again and he don't even have to move. They're shooting bullets at him and he doesn't move. He stands there, puts up his hand, stops the bullet. Picks it up, looks at it, because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And, and after that, after that, he's standing there, facing it head on. He stopped running, and he started becoming who he is in his identity. And this is what the Lord is saying to you. This is the year you're going to stop running. This is the year you're going to stop running from fear. This is the year you're going to stop running from relationships. You're going to stop running from commitments. This is the year you're going to stop running from your calling. This is the year you're going to stop running from commitments. This is the year you're going to stop running from your ministry. This is the year you're going to stop running from your platform. You're going to stop running from your purpose. 
You're going to stop running from relationships and divine appointments because you think you're unworthy. You're going to stop running because you think you don't know the word enough. You're going to stop running because you don't think you've been saved enough. You're going to stop running because you judge yourself that you're imperfect. You're going to stop running this year because you're going to step into your identity and understand who you are as a child of God. You're going to stop running. Neo stops running. This is the year, point three, this is the year you stop running. You're going to stop running. When you, when you, when you experience fear, you're going, you're going to face it head on. <laughs> because whenever you experience fear in your life, you know that game when, when you, you know, someone can hide something and you go and you say warmer, okay, warmer, colder, cold, cold, warmer. Whenever you experience fear in your life, let me tell you what's happening. Warmer, warmer. Something is happening in the spirit that you're supposed to be there. You're, you're supposed to speak life over the situation. You're supposed to slash the giant. You're not supposed to leave by fear. You never leave because of fear. You never leave because of fear because God has not given you a spirit of fear. So if God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, who has? So why are you running from the enemy? You face it head on. This is the year where you stop running. Number four, my point number four, this is the year where God, as I said before, he is establishing your life. I see people this year being established in relationships. I see people this year being established in marriages. I see families being established. I see kids being born. I, I, God even showed me that there's people that are in the entertainment sector and you've been working from gig to gig. And, and I see God establishing people on projects this year. There are some people, and God, God wanted me to say this because I, I was not about to say it, but there are some people that are here and you're watching that don't be surprised if the Lord asks you to go back to school. Because there's some unfinished business that you have. Some of us have been struggling financially for some time now that we've gotten used to living paycheck to paycheck. And God says, this is the year I'm going to establish you where you're going to start living not from paycheck to paycheck, but from savings to savings this year. I will fasten him as a peg in a secure place. And this is what happens next. It says, and he will become, this is verse 23, and he will become a glorious throne to his father's house. He will become a glorious throne to his father's house. This word right here is a hint on what we're going to stand on this year. And so I'm going to go to Genesis 128 to set this up. Genesis 128. It says, then God blessed him and, and said, be fruitful and multiply. That's expansion. Everyone say expansion. But after God brings expansion in your life, now it's time to establish you. He says, fill the earth. Fill the earth. Take your place in the earth. Be established. Be established in your career. Be established with your family. Be established in your ministry. Be established in this calling. Be established in this territory. So God brings expansion for you to be established. But after God brings the ex expansion and after you're able to be established, now there is a decree and a mandate over your life. And that's what we're stepping into this year. So he says, fill the earth and subdue it. 
Everyone say subdue it. And subdue it and have dominion. And subdue it and have dominion. Subdue it means to take it. Take it. Dominion means take over. Subdue it means take it. Dominion means to take over. To take over what? It says, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This is talking about territory. So God brings expansion into your life spiritually. He gets you ready to establish you. And after God establishes you, then he gives you a mandate to take it by force, to take it, to take over the areas and the territory that he's called you to. Amen? Amen. All right, can we get to our scripture of the year? You're going to see this scripture a lot. You can get, get ready. I've been waiting to take this jacket off. I look ridiculous up here with this thing on. Um, this is, dude, I'm sweating and stuff. It's for a reason, okay? Wasn't a good idea, but it was. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28, 2 through 3, which represents 23. It says, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because you obey this year the voice of the Lord, your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. The word that we're standing on this year is a word called take over yeah. and we're taking the city we're taking the city finally take this thing off thank you appreciate it appreciate it appreciate it appreciate it we're taking the city ever say we're taking the city we're taking the city this is what this is what takeover is let me tell you this it's not about a building it's about a city it's about a city. Takeover, you can put the definition on. It's when an atmosphere, relationship, or platform is taken over by God's presence through you. The atmosphere. It's when any atmosphere, relationship, or platform is taken over by God's presence through you. As an example, I remember a few years ago, we were going to do ministry at a Crenshaw High School in South Central. Crenshaw High School at this time was one of the worst schools in all of Los Angeles. Like when we, it, it took us like three or four months just to be able to get in the school. And once we got in the school, I mean, everyone was giving us warnings. We had to go to metal, metal detectors. We had to be patted down. I mean, it was, it was crazy. But God gave us a word he gave us a dream. He gave us a prophetic word that Crenshaw High School, which we don't, we live in the valley. Okay, this is, this is prophetic. Go to Crenshaw High School. They need you. So God opens the door and we go into Crenshaw High School. And I remember the first day that we did, we did something there. We, we, the auditorium was packed out and hundreds of kids. And we began to, to teach and preach on the love of Jesus. We began to come week after week after week. And I remember one day as we were walking on campus, 
one of the custodians came up to us and she said, I want to let you guys know that since you guys have been here, there have been no fights. She was like, you don't understand. You don't understand. Since you guys started doing what you're doing here, there's been no fights. There was a takeover on the entire campus. The atmosphere was transformed by the presence of God. And this year, God is raising you up to take over campuses, to take over companies, to take over families and, and neighborhoods and wherever he sends you with your business, a full-on takeover of God's presence. And what I see in the spirit is, is that God is raising you up. He's raising you up to bring takeover to your job. He's raising you up to bring takeover to your business. He's raising you up to bring takeover to your family and friends this year that don't even know you, that don't know Jesus. God is bringing, God is bringing, I know you have family that know you, so that's okay. Um, God is bringing takeover to places where you travel to, the, from the gym that you work out at, to the places where you like to eat. This year, I want you to expect a harvest. God told me this is harvest season. And the reason why it's going to be harvest season is because of the overflow that's going to happen in your life. The overflow that happens in your life is what's going to bring the takeover. Deuteronomy eleven twenty four says this. It says, every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. Oof. Everywhere. Everywhere. I, I want you to look at this guy. His name is Daniel. Daniel is a prayer warrior. He, he, is, he is a man after God's heart. And the presence of God is on his life. And what's happening in Daniel's life, I believe, is what's about to happen in your life. This is Daniel 6. It said, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the entire kingdom. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so the king would suffer no loss. But I want to go back to, to, to this. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom. 120 satraps to be over. Everyone say over. 120 satraps, their responsibility was to be over everything. It was just to be, to be over it, to govern it, right? And over them, there were three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel, this is what's going to happen this year. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps. How did he distinguish himself above everyone else? Is it because he worked overtime? Because he focused on networking? He was the perfect age, he had the perfect look, he had the resume. He distinguished himself because of one reason, because of an excellent spirit that was in him. He distinguished himself not because he was smarter than everyone else. Not because he had the best scores or he did the best work. He distinguished himself from everyone else simply because the presence of God was overflowing in his life. What do you think is going to happen if you spend time praying more than being on Instagram? What do you think is going to happen more if you spend more time in the word than being on Netflix this year? What do you think is going to happen this year in your life, in your family's life, and everything that you touch when you, put, when you prioritize the presence of God in your life? 
I know you're busy. I know you have scheduled stuff. I know you have things. But what if you put God first to seek his presence above all else this year? What do you think is going to happen to your life? So this is what it says. It says, it says, he distinguished himself because he had an excellent spirit that was in him. And the king changes his, changed his mind and he's, a, and he's about to give thought to setting Daniel over the entire realm. Can you say takeover? This is a takeover. He's distinguishing himself. All these people are here. And, and, and now he's about to be elevated <laughs> to be everyone else's bosses simply because the presence of God is seen in his life. This is what it says in Deuteronomy 28 verse 2. I want, you to, I want to let you know that this today is setting up this series. It's setting everything up that we have this year. It says, going back to our, our scripture Deuteronomy 20, 28, verse 2 through 3. It says, and all these blessings, everyone say blessings. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Why? Why? Not everybody this year is going to experience takeover, unfortunately. I, I pray that everybody connected to this church is going to experience takeover. But in order to do that, it says all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you for your takeover because you, what does that work? Oh, goodness. Uh, I know we don't like to hear that word. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Oh, my goodness. This year. We must obey God's voice more than ever. I'm telling you right now, it is prior obedience is priority in this season. It, it is priority. This is the season that we have to release things to God that we've been holding on to. And many of us have been fighting for our own way for so long. We've been allowing our stubbornness, our pride, our procrastination, our excuses, and our fear to, to, to take hold of our way. But the only way that you're going to experience a supernatural move in your life this year is going to come through your obedience to God's voice. Whatever God is telling you to do, do it. Whatever he's instructing or leading you to do, do it. Do what he's calling you to do. This is what it says in Deuteronomy 28, 28, 15, because let me tell you this, this year, I say this right now, this year's obedience to God's voice will either command a takeover for blessings or cause a takeover for curses. I'm going to be bold enough to say either this year is going to be a year of blessings or this year is going to be a year of curses. There's going to be two different type of believers this year. It's going to be one believer that has the testimony. He's like, man, God is like really moving in my life. I mean, this is happening. This is happening. And it's going to be the other person that's going to be like, man, if, what? Like, <laughs> it's going to be two different type of perceptions based on obedience. Not because God loves that person more. It's just based on obedience. So this is what it says in Deuteronomy 28, 15. Please take this seriously. It says, but it shall come to pass. That if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you. And what is it going to do? 
You're going to have a takeover this year, but I don't know what kind. I don't know what kind. Let me tell you this. God is not the one who curses. Your decisions do. God is not the one that is cursing you. He says, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but plans to give you hope in the future. It says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I come to bring life and life more abundantly. But your obedience or disobedience will either allow the thief to come into your life or it will allow Jesus to bring life into your life. It says in verse 16, we, we're trying to take the city, but if you're not obeying God's voice, this is what it says. It says, cursed shall you be in the city. Lord Jesus, please, please Lord, I'm about to, Jesus, cursed shall you be in the city. Man. So you will either be blessed in the city or cursed in the city, depending on how we obey the Holy Spirit. And this is where I'm going to get to you right now. Um. There's people here, and you may be asking, you may be saying this, you know, well, I don't hear God's voice. I don't know when God speaks to me. And my response to you is this. As I said last year, that many of us that are not walking in with the voice of the Lord, we're, we're, we're missing out on visions and dreams from him. We're missing out on the still small voice that he wants to speak to us. We're missing out on confirmations through even other people in our lives. We're missing out on being led in the journey of our purpose. The reason why we're not hearing God's voice is because we're sitting in his seat. You see, your control is blocking the voice of God. And so what we want to do to position ourselves, hear me out, to position ourselves to hear God's voice. Because you can't obey God's voice if you, can't, if you don't hear his voice. So we got we to hear his voice first. Then we can obey his voice. But what's going to position you in 2023 to hear God's voice is what we're going to do starting tomorrow. We are going to do, as a church, a 21-day fast. And in this fast, it's not a, uh, I know the popular thing, with an inter intermediate fast. Intermediate, intermediate, intermittent, I would say intermediate. That was very, okay, I can't say that. Um, moving on. Uh, obviously, I've never done that, okay? Uh, that fasting, okay? This is not the type of fast, he's pointing, everyone pointing at each other. This is not the type of fast where we're doing to lose weight, although that is the byproduct, amen? Um, but this is the type of fast where spiritually we're detoxing, to draw closer to the Holy Spirit, to, to hear his voice. You see, a lot of us, we have a lot of distractions around us right now. We have a lot of voices of distraction. But when you fast, let me tell you what happens. When you fast, all the voices of distraction and confusion in your life begins to come down. It, be, it begins to be alleviated. And the voice of the Holy Spirit begins to be heightened in your life. And so the fast that we want to do is, you know, we're, a lot of us are doing the Daniel fast. And the Daniel fast is fruits and vegetables and whole grains and seeds and all of that. You can, you can Google that. And, but honestly, it's really not about, you know, the logistics of that. It's really about your heart. It's not a religious thing. It's about you growing closer to Jesus. And so you got to pray about, God, would you, what kind of fast do you want me to do? If you have any health risk or anything going on, pray about it, get direction, get wisdom on how to do it. But I will say this. This fast, whatever you do, it should challenge you. Like, it should challenge you. 
It should be something where you need faith for. It should be something where, where it presses you into the heart of Jesus. It should be something to where you're doing it out of desperation to hear his voice. Because as we hear God's voice in this season, let me tell you what's going to happen. First of all, when you start fasting, you know, you got to get into it first. But when you get into the middle of your fast, you don't want to stop. You do not want to stop. It becomes, you become so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You, be, you, you feel the presence of God more. You, you're sensitive in your dreams. You're sensitive in what you pick up. God, you look in the word and God speaks to you like you become sensitive to the spiritual realm so much that you really don't want to stop. It's just your flesh at first wants to keep you from doing it because your flesh has been fighting you all year long. But once you break through that, you're able to really step into what God is saying and doing in your life. And once you hear God's voice and once you get the directions that he wants, you, wants for you this year, Operation Takeover begins. During this fast, we're going to consecrate ourselves. Like, I want you to go after Jesus this year more than you ever have before. We're, this year, we're not doing one foot, I'm, I'm Jesus, other foot, I'm doing what I want to do. Because what's going to get you is a takeover of curses. I'm just being honest with you. Because you sow what you reap. I'm sorry, what? No, you reap what you sow. Y'all get, get the drift, okay. <laughs> you reap what you sow. But this fast, we're going to consecrate ourselves. We're, we're, we're going to, which consecration means to purify yourself. We're going to detox. When you're fasting, this is the time where you, where, where you got to just bring all your stuff to God. This is the time where you've got to repent of stuff. You know what I mean? Some things you've been just living with for so long. You just got to say, God, give me the strength, but I surrender this to you. During this time, this is the time where you ask God, God, heal my anger. Deal with this unforgiveness. Cut out these things in my life. And you begin to press in of what you want more of. When you fast, write everything down. I, I, I'll tell you this. I want you to do this. I want you to write a worry list. Okay? Write a worry list. Can, can you put that on your phone or just remind? Write a worry list. And then put on the top, cross out worry list and put prayer list. And I want you to begin to pray over everything in your life that you are worried about. Everything. And during this fast, you're going to see God move one, one thing at a time. You're going to see God move on all these things that you are worried about. You will get breakthrough in this area of your life. Amen? Amen. Before I share a testimony um, and what God, is, what God has been doing, I want to take you to one more thing. This is Genesis 2.15. It's so important for God to take hold of your heart. Because if God doesn't take hold of your heart, you're going to be running in circles this year. This is what it says. Because we want to take over. Genesis 21, 15, it says, Then the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. The Garden of Eden represents your purpose. It represents where you want to be in your life. The Garden of Eden represents your dreams. It represents your aspirations. It represents your vision. It represents your goals for this year. But if you notice, as I read again, it says, does it say, then the man put him in the Garden of Eden? Can you put that up again? Does it say the man put him in the Garden of Eden? What does it say? It says, then the Lord God, what did he do? He, he, yeah, he took the man. 
He took the man and then he put him in the Garden of Eden. And what God is simply saying through this is that your garden will not be, you will not be able to enter into your garden unless God places you there. And God is not going to place you there until he takes your heart. For you to tend and for you to oversee what God has for you in this season, this month of January, I encourage you to really press into the presence of God and say, God, take everything that is not of you that, that, that cannot come with me this year. So then God can take you. God can't take you with some of the things you're carrying because you're going to contaminate and just ruin it. Some of the things that we're believing for, God is like, you're not ready to be there because of the issues that you've been holding on to in your heart. If I put you there, you're going to have an affair on your wife. If I put you there, you're, you're, you're going to forget who I am. If I put you there, you're going to lose all the money and the company is just, is, is that, that's it. And so the Lord in this season is saying, I want you to come to me, son, daughter, and give me your heart so I can take you for the takeover. Adam did a takeover in this garden, in the Garden of Eden that represents our purpose simply because he obeyed. I want to say, say yes to God this year. Say yes to God. Say yes to God this year. Say yes to God because he's stretching you. Say yes to God because he loves you. More than anything, say yes to God because he is your father. He loves you. He's not mad at you. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for your family. He wants to use you in this hour. Say yes to him. Say yes because your no will activate something that we don't want to step into this year. Say yes to God. Amen. Listen, we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. I'm not saying God doesn't have grace. Look, I, I'm, we're going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. I'm, you know, I'm, we're all human, right? I'm not saying when you mess up, you're going to be cursed. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that there are decisions that we make. There are decisions that we make in our life, even financially, relationally. We go places we haven't consulted about. We haven't consulted the Holy Spirit about. We get involved with situations that we never prayed about. And then we get into the situation and the situation falls on us. That's a curse. And so that's what I'm talking about. I'm not, just, I'm not talking about, you know, you, you, you know, having a good day, having a bad day. I'm talking about your decisions this year has to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, 2 through 3. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey. You obey What? Come on. You obey what? You obey the voice of the Lord your God. You shall be blessed in the city. Last year, 2022, uh, day, our first service of the year, be, before the first service, I was in my dad's office, and uh, the Holy Spirit just had this encounter with God. I was writing, a, on the, writing vision down, and he said, I want you to believe this year for a state-of-the-art facility completely paid off and I said okay so I wrote it down I'm like cool you know I, I like believing for stuff I like having faith for stuff right and then the thing that really got me after that was he said say it to your church so huh? it's like I don't know I need, I need some confirmations about this and he said say it to your church so look man uh that's the voice of the Lord and you know I'm, I'm obey 
you know? So I came up here and I said, you know, we're moving into a state-of-the-art facility, um, completely paid off. And from the very beginning, it was never about the building. It's always about territory. Like, if we have more people here, okay, what now? You have, you have a lot of people. What's happening? Like, when I stand before God, he's not going to be like, man, you had 2,000 people in your services. Woo! Like, that's, God is not going to care about that. He's going to care about souls. He's going to care about who's being transformed, who's being discipled, what areas are, are, are being overtaken with my glory. That's what God is going to care about. He's not going to care if you have 100,000 people in your church or, or five people in your church. That's, that's, that's not what he's thinking about. He's thinking about what are you doing with the people that I've given you. It's not about a building. It's about territory. Okay? Yeah. So anyways, uh, so every single, almost every single week um, for the last, I don't even know, man, I mean, almost every month, I, I said something about, you guys were here, right? Yeah. I said every single month, I said, we are believing with a state of our facility, completely paid off this year. Right? And, uh, and now it's like, it's like July now. So I'm like, okay, how many months we got left? December. Jesus! <laughs> Um, so, so anyways, I was just like, you know, I was, I was up one night and I was looking and I saw this space, um, and it's in Glendale and, you know, I just looked at it or whatever and, and, you know, told my wife. And so we, we told our realtor and so we, uh, we took a tour to this place and, uh, it's a theater, um, and it's, it's great location. I mean, great, great space. Um, and so we walked around the facility and, and I didn't really feel a tug. I, I didn't really feel anything. I was like, wow, this is great. Like, this is, it's, I mean, it's definitely like, wow, this, this, we could do a lot of great things for the Lord here. This is awesome. Um, and so we found out how much it cost and, uh, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of money, <laughs> more money than I've ever seen in my, in my life. Okay. But that wasn't even it though. That, that didn't even move me. Um, what moved me was I didn't feel God say yes. I didn't feel anything. So I was just like, well, all right, this is probably not it. So we, so we moved on. And so we, get, we find out like, like a few weeks later, our realtor called us and, and he said, hey, uh, just to let you know, that space that you guys looked at is now an escrow. Another company has come in and, you know, they're, they're you know, so whatever. So we didn't think any, anything about it. So after that, I remember, man, people would come up to me and, and they would say, so I, what's going on with the building? Like, where are you looking? And I would have no update. Say, so, yeah, we haven't looked anywhere. I didn't, I didn't feel led to look anywhere. I, I just knew by faith that something was going to happen. And so we come in here, Pastor Marl and I, we come in here on a Saturday night in July. And I'm, we're praying around the church. And I get on my knees here at the altar. And as I'm in prayer, the Holy Spirit, I mean like audibly almost, said, you're going to hear something about your building by November 15th. November 15th. I won't say November 15th. And so I told my wife and, you know, that was that. The next, the, the next day I come into church and I see Travis over here. Travis come up to me and he said, Pastor, God's going to do something for the building by November 15th. I said, what? Who told you that? I said, did I tell you that? Did I text you or something? He said, nah. I said, hmm. So we, so Marl and I, we really took that as confirmation. Okay. I'm not just hearing voices, you know, God, <laughs> this is you, you, know, you got to pray for your pastor. Um, so immediately in July, the next day, we started praying at 1115 every single day. And as we prayed, we prayed not just for the facility. We also prayed over Mama Verna. 
and she, she, she had told us, that, or, or, or Matt had told us that the doctors had given her a bad report with her heart or something. And we began to pray and pray every single day at 11.15. We had a timer every single day. We did that all the way up, and we're still doing it now, but we did that all the way up to this point, and now it's, I don't know, October by this point, and we find out that she went back to the doctor, and they couldn't find anything. So for our faith, I was like, okay, God is moving. God is moving. That just gets, gave us even more, okay? We're still like a couple weeks away from November 15th. I'm counting every single day as we get up to the day. I'm like, oh, God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So we get up to November 15th, right? Um, and I will never forget this morning. I, I wake up, and I'm flooded with anxiety. I, I'm like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. I, Lord, have mercy. Lord, what did I do? What did I do, God? Why did you make me say it, Lord? Why? I'm, just, I'm freaking out. I'm having a panic attack in bed, right? I'm just being honest with you. So then I was like, wait a minute, no, 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 no. All these voices. I said, no, no, I just rebuked it. I hadn't got out of bed yet. I said, no, God, you told me, you told me audibly. Uh, Travis confirmed it. We've been praying. God, no, 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 you gave me this word. We stand on this word. You said by November 15th, we would hear something about the building. So God, we thank you and we believe that you're going to do it. That was it. I got up out of my bed. And uh, a few minutes later, I get this text message. You can, you can put it up. Now, we only looked at one space. We haven't looked at anywhere else, right? But we not not looked, um, and uh, cue 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 the screen. No, I'm playing. Mother uh, <laughs> started tap dancing or something. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, do we have it? It's coming. Fifteen seconds. Anybody have any prayer requests? Anything like that? Uh, can I pray in the spirit? Uh, okay. Anyways, something happens when I come down the stairs. Man, I want y'all to see this. It'll come. Hmm. Well, while we're waiting, it's fine. It's fine. I know it's awkward, but we'll get through it. Um. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, let's begin to praise. Let's begin to praise. Father, we thank you. We worship you, Father God. We thank you for this testimony, Lord Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing in this church. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for your presence, Father. We thank you for your love, Lord God. We thank you for raising up people in Jesus' name. Can you guys stand to your feet? Come on, we get to worship God. Come on, even where you are. Come on. Let's take advantage of being here corporately. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I even uh, finish with this testimony, I'm going to finish with it. I want to cancel every assault of the enemy against your life. I cancel it now in the name of Jesus. I cancel assaults and plans of the enemy against your life in Jesus' mighty name. I speak a hedge of protection over your family right now in Jesus' name. 
a hedge of protection around your loved ones this year in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for releasing your warrior angels to be a circle of fire around homes in Jesus' name, around families here in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you for in Jesus' name. Even as this is coming up, I really sense in my spirit that this is the year where you have to press in. You have to press in, even right now. Begin to press in. I feel it. You got to press in. You got to press in. You got to press in. Father, we worship you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I'll just go ahead and just share. So November 15th, I wanted y'all to see with your own eyes. We get a text message at 9.30, and it said, from our realtor, hey, uh, the Glendale Theater, the company that was in escrow, is falling out of it. Are you still interested? Did you just hear what I just said? Not November 16th. Not November 14th. Not November 17th or 18th. The Lord this year wants you to understand that he is the king of kings. That he is the Lord of lords. Don't be afraid to pray bold prayers. The Lord wants you to know not to be afraid this year for fear that it's not going to happen. You pray bold, specific prayers that only God can do. Because when God does it, he will blow your mind. On November 15th, your building so after this we begin to pray, we begin to pray, we begin to pray and uh, we did another tour in the space and as we begin to pray, I'm not going to lie to you, I felt, I, felt, I felt the overwhelming, I'm like okay, how are we going to do this, how are we going to do this, how are we going to do this and so as we are praying and as we're fasting, another supernatural thing takes place, right? A couple weeks later, I have a dream. And in this dream, this man comes up to me that I used to be really tight with at my old church. And he comes up to me and he says, can you help me? And I wake up and I'm like, what, what's going on? What is this? And the Lord says, this has something to do with the building. And so I begin to pray and begin to pray and press in. And I realized that this man had been an overseer of creative colleges in Los Angeles. That he has been a vice president and he's founded schools and done all this stuff. And I'm like, what is going on, God? What does this have to do with the building? And the Lord began to speak to me and he said, this is not about a building. This is about a territory. And so as I began to press in, I said, oh my goodness, I've always known that this church has a connection with the industry. I just didn't know how. We had a prophet come in months ago and he said, and he kept saying over again, he said, God is saying, open up the church to creatives. Open up this church to creatives. He kept saying it over and over again. And he began to prophesy about creatives in the church. And, I, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, we're going to have some creatives coming on a Sunday. But the Lord said to me, no, you have a mission to launch a school. Purpose Place Film Arts Academy. 
Oh, this is, this is it right here. Can y'all see, can y'all see November 15th? Can y'all see, am I making this up? November 15th. Give the Lord some praise. Come on. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. He hears your voice. He hears your voice. He hears your prayers. You continue to press in. You continue to pray. And as I said last year, when we get this building, you have no excuse for the things that God is calling you to do. There is no excuse. There is no amount of money that God can't give. There is no, no amount of people that God can't bring to you. There is no more, there's not amount of uh, connections and resources that God is not able to give you. In Jesus' name. So anyways, I take him to the building. We do a tour. And I just say, hey man, do you think a school could go here? He was like, absolutely. So we drafted up some stuff. And uh, God has shown us how the funding is going to happen. It's going to come through the school. It's going to come through the school. And these kids that will be at this school, right? It's going to be a faith-based film arts college. So, faith-based. Like, like, we're having, like, service every week for them. We're having service for them every single week. Part of, part of their class is going to be coming to service. We're going to have worship. We're going to have prayer. We're going to disciple them in photography. We're going to disciple people with directors. We're going to raise up the next producers, the next generation of directors, writers, industry professionals. And they're going to intern and they're going to be with us. And we're going to disciple them. We're going to have kids come all over the world. This is not about a building. It's about, it's about a city. It's a movement. And we're going to do something that's a little different that God said, I'm going to do something with your church that no church has ever done before. Like, you're not going to be a traditional church, and you have to be okay with that. I'm like, I'm definitely okay. Are you okay with that? I'm so tired the way church has been. Oh, my God. So this last week, as we, my boy Sean, shout out to my boy Sean over there helping me with the uh, proposal. Come on now. Um, we got a, we got a proposal. We got some proposals ready, and we just been, we sent it out. And uh, look, I, another miracle has taken place, but I'm not going to share it just yet. I'm not going to share it just yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait to give you guys details. But all I'm saying is prepare for the move this year. Prepare for the move. Prepare for the move. God is supernaturally ordaining our steps, and we're literally like taking one step at a time. Off the boat is scary, but every time we take a step, something else comes and we take another step and we just take another step and I encourage you that this year is going to be a year about taking steps your purpose don't look at the big picture and get overwhelmed whatever God is showing you no matter how grand no matter how big it is just focus on the first step during this fast us as a church collectively we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna okay I can't talk we're gonna focus on the first step and collectively this year because we're gonna take over a territory we are going to take the city we are going to take the city in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. So look, we'll have some more updates soon, but I'm letting you know God is doing something phenomenal right now. Amen? Amen. We love you guys. We, we appreciate your heart, your support, your prayers. Uh, doing this isn't easy. And so we love you guys. Baby, can you come up? Oh, oh yeah. Thank you, mom. 
Glendale means fertile ground. God has been speaking to us all year long about the promised land. And Glendale means fertile ground. There is probably like, I'm saving the time, we run out of time. There's like 30 other confirmations. I don't have time. We're going to do this on another Sunday, okay? But we just want to say we love you. Thank you for rocking uh, with us. And we just, we just, we're excited for what God has for you. We're so excited for what God has for you. And I'm telling you right now, expect for us as your pastors to push you this year. Expect to be challenged this year. We have to take an army to Glendale, okay? We have to take an army. So that means I want you to pray. Look, if everyone served like once or twice a month, we'll be able to do all that God has provided for us. And so we need to step up to the plate and do take the city. Amen. Amen.